Hey everyone, welcome to the Gator Talk with Blake Drury. It's a beautiful Wednesday, March 27th, 2019, here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, driving around Jacksonville, working. I do uh, a lot of uh, hydraulic lift work, so I do a lot of driving throughout the day from job to job. Just wanted to drop in my second podcast, talk a few things that uh, has happened over the past few days. Florida football basketball, and even baseball. Last night, the Gators extended their streak over the Florida State Seminoles in baseball to 10. It is now 10 consecutive wins over the Florida State Seminoles in baseball, which is very surprising to me, uh, to be honest with you. I'm a diehard Gator, and I think Mike's a great coach for Florida State, and he's retiring, of course, and he's had a great run. Uh, Honestly, I expected it to end last night i just just like earlier in the year florida state had a had a lead on us and i just expected it to end sooner or later kind of like with kentucky you know sooner or later the streak's got to end but uh this young florida team has a lot of grit and resolve they stuck to it bats came alive in the sixth inning and we uh got just another just enough out of our guys and a few errors from florida state to get the W, 4-2, to two. so that was good to see. I've been uh, seeing a lot of reports. Um, Florida's Pro Day is going on today, and I've seen a few things. Uh, Jukai Polite obviously had a not-so-great combine, and um, he came in today, I believe he weighed 254 pounds. He's about 20 pounds heavier than when the season ended, and he said one of his goals was to put on, you know, 15, 20 pounds. He said he'd like to stay between the 246, 252 range, somewhere in that area. Um, his main reasoning was because in the NFL, guys are bigger, faster, and stronger. And he is right. They are bigger, they are faster, and they are stronger. But some guys can't carry weight as well as others. Um, Ja'Kai, I believe, barely even cracked five seconds on his 40 from what I heard. I had read, um, he pulled up, uh, he had a hamstring issue and it was even icing it, but decided to go through drills anyways after icing his hamstring. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to slow him down a whole lot, but he, it's always had a good burst. That's one of his biggest one of his biggest strengths is his burst and his ability to bend off the edge. And uh, it's very interesting to see how he carries the weight. And uh, I'm just curious to see how his pro day reports turn out in general. Coach Bilicic is there. Dan Mullen said it was an honor. He is one of the greatest coaches of all time. Whether you like him or you don't, he is. And... I'm just curious to see how C.C. Jefferson turns out with his pro day, you know. He was a very highly touted five-star recruit, him and Martez Ivy, in the 2015 recruiting class. They came in with high expectations. Had a, you know, had a solid career. Um, He wasn't, uh, he wasn't this monster, you know, Jadavion Clowney type, but he had a good, solid football career at Florida. Um, his height has always been an issue, in my opinion. 
but he's very strong and you know like he said he's willing to do whatever he's willing to play whichever three technique you know buck rush in strong side weak side whatever he's willing to jump in there and take what he can get pretty much in the nfl and honestly i feel like the strong side or maybe maybe the weak side would be his best i don't feel like he's got the build and the strength and the size to play as a three technique um, in the NFL, but, you know, it, it's hard to say. It's easy for me, uh, just a regular fan to say that, and I may be wrong, he might come in there and do great. But, I'm just curious to see how his pro day goes, and how, uh, how the reports come back on some of the others, as in Voshan Joseph, and uh, a few other Gators. I've heard a lot of good reports coming out of spring, so far, spring football, from what I've gathered, you know, reading and uh, listening to on other podcasts. and I've heard that the offensive line, which was my major concern, I wouldn't say major, my biggest concern um, on this 2019 Florida team, was uh, I've heard that they've uh, actually done a pretty decent job in the run game, the ones. Um, I've heard there's a pretty big drop-off to the twos. And that's to be expected, especially with all the youth. There's definitely plenty of talent. It's just going to take time. John Hevesy's going to have his hands full this year molding that youth, that raw, big, strong, talented uh, recruits, those recruits that Mullen has brought in the last year and this year. And not to forget, you know, we got some more players coming in over the summer. Uh, I talked about a little bit yesterday on my podcast. I, I'm very, very interested to see Chris Steele and Tyron Hopper defensively. I think they are they are really going to be some standouts, I think. I think if I had to pick two defensive players from this year's recruiting class, those are the two that I would put my finger on. Muhammad Davite is... Uh, is out there, and I've heard he's even shined a little bit. But I've also heard that you know Stone Forsyth and a few others have you know welcomed it, welcomed him to the SEC. So we'll see, we'll see how everything goes. I think uh, Weston will be a very uh, surprising athlete when he gets on campus. There's just a lot of uh, good talent coming in, and I think. To win a championship at Florida, I think Mullen helped stop the bleeding with this year's class. It finished ranked ninth in the country. No five stars. And honestly, some people are all, you got to have five stars. Some people aren't. I'm kind of in the middle. I do believe that you have to have a few five stars. Some of those can't miss really, really athletic players. Um, You know... It's just like Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Um, there's just so many players you just that are just naturals, you know. And even as freshmen, they come in like Tim Tebow was, Percy Harvin, you know, those five-star big-time talents. I'm not saying you got to have a plethora of them. I'm just saying you got to have one or two, maybe even three five-stars on the team every year that you can count on to make you some plays. 
Now, Mullen did stack up on quite a few four stars. Um, I believe he actually, I want to say it was 17 blue chip recruits that he uh, landed this cycle, which is a great number. Um, if you're looking at just blue chip numbers in general, that's that's pretty high. You know, that's top 10, top 8 in the country. But it's a lot of really good players, but not great high-end ranked players. Um, I feel like a, a, someone who has always been a really good recruiter is Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. Um, he does a great job of landing the, you know, the good players and the depth players and the players that are going to be there, you know, through four years. But he also does a good job of landing those big fish. And I feel like Texas A&M is a team that we might have to watch out for here in the next year or two. But I'm very, uh, very, very thrilled with Mullen and where this Florida team is heading. I do think we have to step it up a notch in recruiting if we're going to try to compete with the damn Bulldogs. And I don't care what anyone says. You can't tell me that there's not something fishy going on. Like that Auburn, uh, I think George Pickens, that Auburn recruit, been, you know, committed, I can't remember, they said 600 and something days, never wavered once. All of a sudden, Georgia comes in at the very last minute, bam, and he signs with Georgia. Or the five-star uh, recruit that all of a sudden commits to Georgia, but that night he has a brand-new $50,000 F-150 Raptor truck. And, you know, it's just... There's a lot of things going on, which I'm sure every school does it, but Georgia seems to really be throwing around some money bags. And um, if Florida wants to be able to compete with Alabama and Georgia and the SEC, we're going to have to just step it up. That's just the way it is. With the recruiting we are doing right now, yeah, we can play with them, but year in, year out, you have got to have a top five class if you want to compete year in year out and it can't just be top five it has to be you know with some a few five stars in there i'm very very pleased with what mullen has done i think he did an amazing job last year coming in in the nick of time especially with the first uh that was the first year of the early signing period i think he did an amazing job of landing some big time players and i also believe he did a great job this year at closing um R.J. Henderson, I mean, I think he's, that that was one of those nobody seen coming. And he just come out of the woodworks and committed. And Mullen did an amazing job, like I said. Uh, but that was his one knock. Everybody questioned. I think up to this point, he's kind of quieted the crowd because he has done a good job. In a top 10 class, no matter how you look at it, that's great. But at the University of Florida... Competing with the Georgia and the Alabamas and the Clemsons, you're going to have to step it up just a little bit more. And I think Mullen could do that. And I think he will do that. And I think one thing people overlook, though, is Mullen, in my opinion, in opinion is top three in the country at developing talent. A lot of people can recruit talent, but they can't develop the talent. And that's where Mark Rick, in my opinion, uh, 
his biggest downfall was Mark Irk had some amazing talent. Les Miles had some amazing talent at LSU. And at times, yes, they had their runs, but I don't feel like they developed the talent very well. And McElwain was not a very good uh, developer. Mullen has come in. I mean, it's very easy to see just from 2017 to 2018. Chauncey Gardner, Felipe Franks, Michael P. Ryan, Jordan Scarlett, Freddie Swain, Jaywan Taylor, Martez Ivy, Nick Buchanan. I mean, these are players. I mean, look at Nick Buchanan. He was on the bench. I mean, he played very sparingly. Mullen comes in. Nick Savage needs to, they just need to throw the bank at him. Mullen comes in, brings in this young guy, fires him up. He comes in there, looks, and immediately sees how out of shape this Florida football team is. One thing I noticed this year that I haven't heard very many talk, people talk about is in the previous years, it always seemed like we were the most injury-prone team in the SEC, if not the Power Five in general. It seemed like Florida every year would be just ravaged by these injuries. This year, other than uh, Marco Wilson and you know one or two here and there, Florida was very, very fortunate with health. And I think a lot of that has to do with the strength and conditioning program that Nick Savage implemented once he came to Florida. I mean, you should see some of the pictures of these guys. These guys really, really bulked up. The Michael P. Ryan is faster now than I think he's ever been in his life. Um, he's stronger. He's more uh, cut, I would say. Malik Davis, you know. I mean, even Franks himself. But you look at these players and these linemen, and it's just it's amazing how in those, you know, 9 to 12 months, how far they came, how far they were developed. And in year two of Mullen and his system and his offense, I think we're going to see a lot more of the two-back sets of the motioning wide receivers triple option. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more things this year. I think Felipe Franks is going to take another step forward to a from a average to decently good quarterback, but inconsistent to a good quarterback. I feel like Franks is going to be a solid, good quarterback this year. He His confidence is as high as it's ever been. He's leading the team. He's talking to guys. He's you know showing them where they're making mistakes. He's listening whenever he's wrong. He's playing with that fire and that grit, you know, getting into arguments with players at practice. Not anything serious, but when Felipe Franks plays with fire, Florida is dangerous. Florida is one of the hardest teams to beat when we play physical. You go back and you look at the games last year, Mississippi State. You look at LSU. My two biggest ones I like to point at, or three I should say, is Florida State, LSU, and Michigan. You look at those three games. Florida was fast, physical, and aggressive on defense. But offensively, them boys were pushing some guys around. And it showed. I mean... When Florida is physical and they stand their ground and they put their foot in the dirt and they start knocking heads around and pushing bodies around, we're very, very hard to beat. And I even told my dad during the Georgia game, the first half of the Georgia game, I really felt like Florida 
was competing with Georgia, and I felt like we were at times getting great push in the first half. But I felt like the midway through the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, um, you know, we did have a lot of injuries in our secondary. I felt like they kind of just ran out of gas. You know, the effort, the strain that Mullen talks about, holding on to that rope. I don't feel like they held on to the rope. I feel like um, they kind of withered down the stretch, and Georgia kind of got a little bit stronger. And that's where I think we're going to see a big step this year with Mullen, is now we're going into two years of Nick Savage's strength and conditioning program in Mullen's offense. And uh, I just feel like that fourth quarter – they're going to be stronger. I feel like Florida is going to be a team that gets stronger as the game goes on. I feel like as the year goes on, our offensive line is going to get some continuity and they're going to gel and they're going to be stronger. I feel like they're going to gel. I feel like they're going to be able to push people around. Pass protecting is going to be the biggest question mark for me, especially opening against Miami. Um, I don't feel like Miami is a top 15 team. I feel like they're maybe top 25, top 30. Um, but they do have some good players. They got some some real athletes down there in defensive line. They got some they got some monsters. So Florida's going to have to uh adapt quick, man. Them uh them boys are going to have to uh just learn on the fly, get their feet wet fast and uh it's, it comes quick, you know. There is no cupcake game this year. This is Miami. This is a big game. It's the opening game of college football, and it matters. And Florida needs to make a statement, you know. We need to come out and show that we are here, and we are back, and we are here. We're not going to be pushed around by Georgia. We're not going to be pushed around by Alabama. We're here. We're on our way up. We're not no little brother to nobody. And we're going to, you know, punch you in the damn mouth and see what you got to say about it. That's what I want Mullen and the Florida Gators to come out to do in 2019. I feel like Malik Davis is going to have a breakout year. I don't think it'll happen immediately. I feel like Michael Pirine is obviously just going to be as dominant as ever. He'll be the one back. But I feel like kind of like Pirine did last year. After a couple games, once Davis really gets into the groove and the feel of Mullen's offense, I feel like he's going to take off. Because you have to remember, he didn't never really get a chance to get into a groove in Mullen's offense. So he never really had the opportunity to know the playbook and know the players in front of him and how they were going to do on certain plays. But I feel like he'll get that chance this year, and I feel like he's going he's gonna to really, really take off with it. I like Damian Pierce. I have always liked him since the beginning last year. He's a little bowling ball. He's strong. And Iverson Clement is someone who I feel like he's, you know, we're so deep at running back that he, I feel like he's a great running back that might not even get a chance to see the field unless it's mop-up duty because we're just so talented and so deep at running back, and that's just – 
that's just how it is, you know, it's the nature of the game. I mean, I haven't even mentioned the freshman Naquan Wright, <laughs> you know, little speedster. So we'll see how things turn out, but it's just my second podcast, guys, and I wanted to give a few thoughts. So uh, just let me know what you think, man. Uh, this is Blake at the Gator Talk. Y'all have a good week.